Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today we've got a great story of compliance involving putting on a party, but first a story from Orglar. Every email? You got it, boss. This was years ago, I'd say 2014-ish. For some reason, my boss very, very much, and unlike any other boss before and after, disliked me. I'm somebody who wants to understand everything so that I can work well, organize myself, and prioritize better. She did not like people who are this way. She was more of a chaotic spirit, and that's generally fine, but business is business, and I need the info I need to do what I do. I had a bunch of projects, some bigger and some smaller, but because this was a large international company, many things had to be communicated through email because of time zones. It just made it easier to work smoothly. Obviously having several projects with stakeholders all over the planet, I wrote a lot of emails, duh. I have a very clear and detailed way of writing business emails, which so far everyone had liked, because there were never questions left to ask. In the rare occasions that questions were left, I was more than happy to explain or go into more depth. No issue there, but it really didn't happen much. This manager, however, always had questions. The reason for this was that she had absolutely no grasp on the subject matter and made no effort to understand the projects or explanations. She generally didn't understand the field of work for which she was managing, unfortunately. And again, everyone else in my team Everybody who would just be in such an email chain for visibility but not directly involved would understand. I really need to drive this home to avoid misunderstandings before I move on. I was not the only person in the team that she would pick on, but I was the one she picked on so much more that other people noticed it. Well, one day we had one of those one-to-one meetings where she told me that everybody always had questions and... I need to write emails clearer, nothing made sense, etc, blah blah blah. She went on about it for about 25 of the 30 minutes. I tried to probe with questions to find out more, because no questions had ever reached me, and people there tended to ask me lots of questions, so there wasn't an issue with people not asking if they had a question. My probing was completely ignored. No examples were given, it was just another rant of hers. She ended the meeting by demanding that from now on, every time I was wanted to send an email, I was to let her check the email before I would be permitted to send it out. Malicious compliance, so extremely engaged. You can imagine what happened next, I suppose. Starting immediately, every time I wrote an email, any email, to anybody for any reason, I would have her come to my desk and read it. She never found anything to correct other than write a different greeting, very literally just that. I continued whether she was in a meeting, busy, talking to somebody, etc. No email was sent from my computer unless she would come over physically to come check. Once or twice she didn't come over, trying to ignore me, and I made a screenshot and sent it to her through the chat to check. It took her two days until she came back to me, 
clearly more than slightly annoyed and told me I didn't have to make her check all my emails anymore. And by the way, she continued to ask questions in email threads I started even when the answer was already in the email and people started getting more and more annoyed with it because she still clearly made no effort to understand the projects we, as her team, were working on and very especially my projects. I ended up quitting after two years of her bullying. When your boss, supervisor, manager, etc. is clearly not putting in much effort in their job, but besides the annoyance of that everything else is going along pretty smoothly, is it just too much or rocking the boat needlessly to go over their head and report that they're clearly not putting in much effort? Should you report somebody who's mailing it in right away or only when it's affecting the work or work environment? Let me know what you guys think down in the comments. And by the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Every video has awesome stories, like our final story of the day from The Lightning Count 1, you demanded my entire team be at the office for the 4th of July. Fine, enjoy paying for the office party. So this starts on Monday the 13th, as I receive an email from a VP not over my department, or bad VP, I'm told that my team will be required on the 4th. I politely tell them no, that our team's been scheduled to stay off, and people already have plans. My team is the IT team, and as many of you know, IT team gets shafted every time it can get shafted by any company. So over the course of the week, I let my team know what's happening. I let them know that I've been reaching out to the higher ups to fix it. I also tell them that if their plans are ruined, I'll make it right at work. Over the course of three meetings, it starts to look like things will not go my way. In response, I send an email to the CEO of the company. All of my higher ups know I was going to do this and said I should do this as he is very family oriented and that he would not allow anyone to work on a national holiday. Well, he's on vacation in the Bahamas until the 6th, but his assistant informed me that he would look at this after he gets back. Repeatedly slams head into desk. So I tell everyone that it'll be work from home and that we'll be setting my cell phone as priority in the call routing, meaning I would get most of the calls. To be honest, I was expecting almost zero calls, especially since I was asked to send out a notification that IT support would cover the 4th of July. I never sent that email out. A day later, I was given another outrage. I was told in an email that my employees would be required to be at the office and no one was allowed to work from home. They would be checking the door badge ins to verify that we were at the office. I asked why in an email, and they said they wanted to make sure that no one was playing video games at work. We normally work from home about two-thirds of the week, and video game playing is a normal occurrence at work. So I walked into the person's office, after a very long conversation where she was losing the logic war with me, she told me that, it's just IT, you guys don't have lives. No, I'm not kidding you, this is exactly what they told me. I reported this to my VP who said, I'll take care of this, it likely won't be until after the 4th, so get creative. I know this man well. We've worked together a long time and get creative is code for corporate freakery. I asked the person requiring us to be at the office if they cared if we had an office party. They said no, as long as it didn't interfere with the call flow. Even suggested using my new company car to pay for it. Go wild, they said. Pro tip, never tell me go wild. At this point, it was Tuesday the 21st. I let everyone know what's up. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. But that I have something planned. I asked who had things planned for that day. Two people told me they were planning to shoot off fireworks with their family, but the rest were planning barbecues with friends. I write up an email to the VP over my department and the bad VP. I tell them all that I let everyone know. We were all expected to work until 8 p.m. Monday. Per the conversation with the bad VP, I'll be having an office party as a sort of sorry to the guys and gals who got shafted by this decision. The bad VP replied again, thank you for your understanding. Also, yes, I would expect an office party if I had to work on the 4th of July as well. So go wild and enjoy your time. Use your new company credit card if you need to cover a few expenses. Also, I should not have to remind you or anyone else, no fireworks or alcohol on company property. So now it's time to tell you about my office. See, a while back, the IT team was moved from the main corporate office and into a smaller building by itself. It has a nice gaming break room, a decent sized gym, and a full-on drink bar. Soft drinks, mind you, no alcohol at work. Out back is a big patio that crosses county lines as soon as you cross a small creek. A creek that just so happens to have a footbridge over it, leading to an empty field. I start making phone calls. Monday, June the 25th, I call up everyone into an hour early meeting that morning. I explain to them all that I'll be making it right. I asked everyone to invite their friends and family to the office. No supplies will be needed to be brought by anyone. I tell them all that this will be non-alcoholic, but that I will be planning something for everyone. I told them to expect all food to be provided and they don't need to bring anything unless they want to bring some fireworks i.e. they won't have to spend a dime. The fourth comes, and the entire day we did absolutely no work. No tickets, no calls came in, well, seven calls did come in, but from the same person, the bad VP. She was calling to make sure we were manning the phones. All of us were playing video games or watching movies. 
6 p.m. rolls around and everyone was told that the food was ready. People were expecting hot dogs, hamburgers, maybe a bratwurst or two. What they got was a full-on barbecue feast with pizza and other foods. There was smoked brisket, spare ribs, smoked sausage, smoked turkey, both kinds of tater salad, coleslaw, green beans with bacon and onion, potatoes au gratin, pizza from two different places, excellent hamburgers, and broadwurst hot dogs. On the dessert side was cake, very good cookies, four different kinds of pies, and about two pounds of fudge. Families and friends started showing up at around 6 to 6.15ish. Some brought alcohol, but I told them they would need to leave that in their cars, as I was not that crazy. Some were not too happy about that, but agreed as it was a free dinner for random strangers. So, let me set the scene for you. I'm out there with all the calls routed to my cell phone, and everyone just having a good time. We have a ton of people there just enjoying the fun night, chatting about random stuff, eating the food, and occasionally lighting off some sparklers or throwing firecrackers into the stream. It's not stocked and only one foot deep. My VP, not the bad VP mind you, showed up with his family and brought some water balloons for the kids and men children. Around 8.30ish, it's getting dark and people want to shoot off more than the simple sparklers and firecrackers we'd been using. The VP over the IT department had everyone cross the footbridge over the county line and off company property mind you and we set up a big wooden board using it as our launch pad we fired off what we had for an hour or two and sort of just hung out for a little while at around this time people were tired and ready to head home i told people to take home leftovers within reason we all clocked out at 8 and no one left until about 10 30. the bad vp did call once more while we were out back at the party It was 7.50 and she called asking for a status update. My exact words were, Well, you were the only one to call us today. The rest of us are on the back patio enjoying the 4th of July shindig. She simply acted like my boss and said, As long as no alcohol or fireworks are on company property, I don't care. We ate roughly half the food catered. The rest was taken home. A small group volunteered to stay behind to clean up, including my VP. We had a funny conversation about how this will make waves with the bosses, but he said he had my back and asked me how much this cost. I just gave him a sideways look, which made him laugh. Tuesday morning, I submitted the expense report to my VP. This email would inevitably make its way over to the bad VP and up the chain to the CIO of the company. It would be a bad idea to give out the exact cost of the party, mind you, but I can tell you that because of this 4th of July party, new rules were put into place. Any expenses of over 4000 or more must be approved by the direct supervisor, VP over the department, and the full expense report must be sent to the financial department for review after the fact. Hint, the party cost over 6000 The barbecue is the most expensive part. I did not order from a low or mid-tier place. The place I ordered from has consistently been on the top 10 in the DFW listing for the last 30 years. I ate at that place so much, I made friends with the owner. The best barbecue I've ever had. The pies and cakes were custom made by a bakery, and the cookies were made by a boutique cookie place. I had 10 12-packs of Coke, Coke Zero, Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper Zero, Pepsi, and Pepsi Zero. I bought 5 pepperoni, 5 sausage, 5 cheese, 2 Hawaiian, and 3 cheeseburger pizzas from one place and nearly the same number from another place, excluding the cheeseburger ones, I subbed out those for a different specialty pizza from the other place. 
The burgers were from an excellent burger place that did catering. I know that owner well. He brought his kids for the night of fun after he heard what was going to be happening. He was also the one who brought the brat dogs as he recently added those to his menu. That was the most expensive office party in the history of the company. The only things more expensive than this were some business meetings that the CEO rented private rooms in high-end restaurants for. As for the CEO, he was outraged. Not at the cost of the party, mind you. He knew that the party wouldn't have been necessary if people had been allowed to go home. He was outraged that IT was the only group required to work on that day. When I submitted the log showing how we received no real phone calls, no service requests, and that we basically watched movies and played video games during our shift, he had heard enough. He apparently sent out a scathing email about work-life balance and the importance of our holidays to every upper management. It was kind of funny as the people wanted me to get in trouble for what I did. But the reality is, other departments have done similar things in the past, just not on the scale that IT did. The bad VP was admonished quite effectively and sent me an apology email. I forwarded it to the team with a strong hint to not reply. Then my VP let the CIO and CEO know about what the bad VP said. You guys don't have lives. The bad VP did actually confirm she said it in a meeting with her EVP. It did not go over well. I've never heard people yelling in an office meeting like that before. The CEO of the company came to our office and yelled at her. Not sure if she was fired, but she's not at work today. An active directory, she doesn't have the down arrow of death, so not 100% sure what happened to her. I know she lost whatever clout she had at this company with her attitude. If anything more happens, I'll update, but so far it looks like the fallout from this is I caused a new rule to be put in place about how much you're allowed to spend at one time. The bad VP may or may not be let go or forced to resign. I know she got yelled at. Strangely, there's now no longer any pushback for my bid to get everyone back to working from home. Needless to say, I think it's pretty obvious that this bad VP had a very clear picture of how things should work and how much of an iron fist you should rule with. I appreciate any employer that's willing to do a work from home type environment. So I'm glad that OP and all of these workers who were forced to come in on the 4th of July had an awesome time. And I'm glad to hear that now they're probably going to get more consideration and accessibility for work from home. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another malicious compliance story that was way crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, click on the right. That said though, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.